Welcome to the Realm of the Fantasy Gods, where we chat all things AFL Fantasy Classic. I'm Nick. And I'm Chris. And it's the second week of the finals, Nick. Semi-final week, and we're here at Fantasy God Field yet again. <sighs> I feel good today. Do you feel good? Yeah. Today, I actually feel like I deserve the victory. Much better than last week, where I got smashed by 300 points or whatever it was. <laughs> well, yeah, you, you smashed your way to victory this week, so you've earned that preliminary final spot. Booked my ticket. Yeah, I booked my ticket too, and I feel like I deserved it, because I won by 200 plus points over last year's premieres, Carrick. Yeah, Carrick's already been in contact with me, Chris. Oh, really? What did he have to say? I, I really want to hear this. <laughs> he said, Nick, we're going to have to catch up for coffee and Carrick sometime time because I've got a dog's bowl to hand over to you. <laughs> so I presume he means that I'm going to win the dog bowl back by that comment. So thank you, Sam. I look forward to getting that dog bowl back off you. Yeah, that's his vote of confidence in you. Yeah, well, there's a bit of water to go under the bridge yet. And so we'll, we'll get to that. But what did you score this week? 2,478, which is strange because this weekend, like watching my team, I thought, oh, my team's smashing it this weekend. Whereas last weekend, I felt like my team was doing terribly, but it's only like 70 points more. So yeah. How about you? What'd you score? <sighs> 2,440. Good score. Happy with that score. Would be much happier if I hadn't handed you the halo. It's all over, Chris. <sighs> 38 points. 12 halos to you. Nine to me. I can't catch up now. You walk away with this halo now for the off season. You get to keep it. What are you planning on doing with the halo? I mean, you can't. You're not just going to wear it everywhere. You're going to use it as a frisbee or hang it around your neck. Look, I've got kids, so that means that I've got like a million frisbees already. Like Bunnings hands them up. <laughs> Everyone just hands out frisbees left, right, and center. So now, what I need is a new toilet seat, and <laughs> a halo is a perfect shape for a new toilet seat. I'm hoping that I can get it to do that soft close thing. You know those toilet seats? Yeah, that yeah. Soft close. Yeah. I've yeah, never had okay. one of those, but they excite me knowing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But I was so gutter because I would have got it if one of my players hadn't been knocked out. <laughs> but we'll get to that anyway. But uh, so who was your, your demigod? Who who stood up for you? And you're going to saint them and say, yep, you're going down. You're getting written into the book as a demigod. Who was it for you, Nick? Yeah, well, for me, this guy is one of the guys that was part of my motley crew of losers last week. Um, and he really turned it around. He He got the message. But I think he also realized that last weekend it didn't really matter. It didn't matter how many points he scored. So he thought, ah, I'm a bit old. Ugh, might take the week off and get myself rested, ready for this weekend. And boy, did he come through this weekend. 152, Mr. Son of the God, Gary Ablett Jr. scored. I was delighted when I saw him do that because I thought, ah, maybe I did trade someone in decent into my team. <laughs> well, he's my demigod too. Son of God, Gaza. Yes, 152. And I also want to I want to pump him up because I know that, you know, like my my opponent coming this preliminary final doesn't have him. So I've got to feel like I have a threat in that game. And Your opponent doesn't have any Geelong players, I don't think. I think he has a, a boycott of Geelong. <laughs> Which, when they're going up against... Who are they going up against this coming week? Fremantle, at home. That's not a good week to not be on Geelong. Let's talk sacrifices, Nick, and... I was thinking, you know, normally we sacrifice the players. We're angry. We're annoyed. We sacrifice. I want my players at this point of the year to be able to put their hand up and be able to fall on the sword themselves. Show a bit of leadership. Yeah. So who's going to fall on their sword? 
Well, for me, I mean, my lowest scorer on the field was was Kelly. And Kelly was like, you know, on 67, Canelio, who you have when we're battling for the halo, Canelio was on like 40 or whatever. Canelio ended up spending like an extra 50 minutes on the field only for another 11 more points than Kelly. Kelly was going to, he would have got me that 30 whatever points. Oh, wow. So I won because of Kelly. Yeah, yeah. Well, you won because of Tex Taylor Walker. Ah, yes. Knocking him out. But I don't know if I can really give it to someone who's been KO'd. No, you feel bad for players. Yeah, so I'm, I'm going to give it to, to Nathan Brown. I want him to fall on his sword. Nathan Brown? You don't have Nathan Brown, surely. I brought him in. What? <laughs> I did. Why? For his eight points okay. or whatever. He got 12. Hang on. Oh, right. Sorry. <laughs> so he's on the bench. He's on the bench. Yeah. Uh, so I, I had to downgrade in defense from Josh Smith. I had to downgrade Smith, so I had the money to upgrade. And I thought, well, I can get one of these rookies who's at 170K, or I can get Nathan Brown, who's 184. I don't need that extra 14K. Nathan Brown, he's going to play every game. If I get one of these rookies, maybe they'll just get the one game, and then they'll be out again. I don't need cash generation. I just need a heartbeat there in case I need to rely on an emergency. Then this week, yeah, he goes and punches someone in the head, so he won't be there next week. So, so much for that heartbeat. <laughs> he gets, he's fallen on his sword. That's awesome. Oh, oh that's anyway. so good. So, I, but my my team did pretty well, so it's hard to find a real sacrifice. Your who was yours? No, I didn't find it hard. I found it very easy. You want him to fall on the sword, but I'm just too tempted, Chris. I want to push him. I want to push him on the sword. <laughs> Can't help myself. It's very violent. Well, the sacrifices generally are violent, Chris. Okay, this is the realm of the fantasy gods. Yeah, Cade Simpson. 72 he scored, which isn't out of the ordinary for him, sadly. I don't know what's going on with him now. He's now got a five-round average of 77. What's happened to him? Why has he fallen off a cliff? Is he just old and he's just decided, you know, we're losing every game. Who the hell cares? I don't need to try. What's going on? Well, he had some calf trouble, but he's still playing, so it can't be that bad to keep him out, you know. So I, I don't really know. I, I'm glad that I avoided Simpson, and I've got Crisp instead, who I was really worried about. But he's come good. But that D6 spot. Is really hard. Like, who do you find for that that final defender spot? Because Simpson isn't performing for me. I'm lucky. Crisp has done well those past two weeks. So I'll tell you who. Who? Tom McDonald. Yeah, Tom McDonald. Yeah. How have we avoided him? He's been really good. He has. It's because he started off as a forward, didn't he? he? He's forward defender. He is a forward defender, yeah. Yeah, look, it's just hard to find that one spot. And, you know, some people have been trying, you know, a few different, you know, <laughs> been mixing it up. Like Andy went for Weller. Yeah. Weller done. <laughs> <laughs> that experiment has failed. There's, you know... People have gone with Heath Shaw. He's now out for the season. He hurt himself, did a bit of a knee, not an ACL, just a PCL, but, yeah, he's gone. I don't, I don't know. So, yeah, Tom McDonald, why not? Yeah, he's my pick, but there's no way I'm trading him. Yeah, because you're going to roll with Simpson and, and you're going to focus somewhere else. Simpson's fine. He might come good. Yeah, if that was the only thing you had to do, then sure, go for it. But, yeah, you'd be doing well to have a team where Simpson was your highest priority. Well, he's only got the doggies next week, so that should be pretty easy for him. But does that help with defenders? I know it helps with forwards like Jack Rewalt. <laughs> he went crazy. 194, was it? Where'd that come from? Yeah, that was pretty nuts. Sadly, I, I had a look at who was playing Gold Coast this week and Brisbane are, and I don't think they have any forwards that are going to be capitalising quite the same way that Jack Rewalt did, sadly. So we've, we've talked about our own private league. So we won through to our preliminaries. 
So you beat Stefan Stallions. Bye, Stefan. Valiant effort, Stefan. Now you're going to face David. Uh, my Crisky Business, they knew that it was the business end of the season. <laughs> they got the return they were looking for. Now, it pays to have a good accountant, except you've got to pay them. But my team accounted for last year's Premier's Carrick, and now we're going to go up against Andy. But in the other leagues, like the Realm of the Fantasy Gods League, you and Khan the Dons have won through to the preliminary, and the Rip Snorters and Andy await. Uh, thanks to Squirrel Grip and Erdle Jack. Good season, but season over for them too. Realm of the Fantasy Devils. I'm through to the preliminary. I beat Clue, and I've got to face Mr. Masiks. Our buddy Sam, the German, he was in the other semi. How do you think he went, Nick? He was playing the top cat. How do you think he went? Hasn't he just switched off? He hasn't even bothered doing trades, I don't think. Yeah, he lost. Uh, so, <laughs> no, I think he's still been trying. Oh, is he? You're just rubbing it in. You- well, he, he told us that like five minutes before lockout, he was like, oh, God, maybe I need to go and uh, do some trades. Yeah, maybe he has given up a bit. He hasn't traded in Jake Need, though. That's what I was hoping, oh, right. Sam, if you're out there. I did it when my season went out the window last year. I expect you to do the same. Jake Need, bring him in. So Top Cats goes on to face the Paralawi Daredevils in the realm of the fantasy Devils preliminaries. Now, there's another league where we play against the traders. You beat Calvinator. Nice work. So you're going through to face the gems and destroy beat Andy. Our mate Andy, who's things getting a bit rocky now, you know, because he's been unbeatable. The wheels are falling off, Chris. He only lost by a measly few points, and it was, again, due to Kelly being knocked out. <laughs> if Kelly hadn't been knocked out, he would have won. It's not a nice way to lose. I told people not to bring him in. Yeah, you did. But, you know, you don't know that someone's going to be knocking him out. Well, you didn't. I did. But anyway, like, you said that it was Tex Walker that inflicted the damage, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I was trawling through our previous sponsorship spots, and I found this little beauty that I wondered if it might have been related. Oh, okay. Give it a listen. Hey there, I'm Hex Berserker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not a sex worker. <laughs> but seriously... <laughs> If you need a dick who stands intimidatingly funny, who curses people and rubs out the best in the game, I'm your thug. Hex for hire, I'll bring the fire. Call me on 13 C-R-O-W-S. Proud sponsor of Ram of the Fans. Are they related, you were saying, this um, Tex and Hex, Berserker? Yeah, I think so, Nick, because Tex's <laughs> number is 13. I've got a suspicion that Tex and Hex, the Berserker, are more than related and that someone did hire him. So poor Andy for missing out. Poor me for losing the Halo. Poor lots of folks. i tell you what, you know, there's some players in your team, right, that you that other teams just hate, right? Mm. But you you love them because they're part of your team. I, I don't know if, if you're an Adelaide supporter, do you love Tex? Yeah, you would. Does his mum love him? <laughs> Of course they would. I can't imagine it. He's got a beautiful moustache. Ah, dear. Anyway, uh, finally in the overall league where we're playing for not just a moustache, we're playing for a lock of Gary Ablett's hair. Uh, There's been no movement in that league. There's not really much to talk about there. You're seventh, I'm eighth, Andy's third, Pugwash is second, Anti-Crow's on top. So that's it for there. There's no movement there, but somehow I managed to move up a thousand places in my overall rankings, Chris. I don't know how that happened. Yeah. I haven't moved for the last three months. Yeah, I moved up too. We We were above par this week. Yeah, we must you have been. And I, so I, I'm just a smidgen outside 10,000 now. So I'm going to get in that top 10,000 by the end now. I feel confident. Well done, Chris. Just don't catch up to me. So that's all the semifinals done and dusted. Yeah, now we turn our attention to the preliminary finals. <sighs> I gotta take a deep breath because I start to worrying all over again now. All the joy is gone from this weekend. 
thinking about next week. What are you worried about? But what am I not worried about? I, I've, I look at my preliminary final matchups. I, I maybe focus too much on my opponent, who they have, who do I have, who don't I have, what threats do they have? You know, I wonder, do you, you know, cancel out your opposition or do you go for a point of difference? Who do you captain if you're a bit behind? What are the weak spots in my side? I worry. Yeah, just calm down, Chris. You're overthinking it. Worrying doesn't achieve anything. It clouds your mind. You need to be clear-headed at this time of the year. Clear-headed. You sound like Mr. Zen Nick. That's right. Sounds like you're trying to sell me some sort of self-help technique or something, Mr. Zen Nick. You know me too well, Chris. It's funny you should mention that. Uh, We have a new sponsor this week. Another one. Yes, sir. So uh, we'll take a quick commercial break. Are you feeling stressed? Tense? Does it feel like the sky is about to fall on your head, knowing that every minor and major decision you make will have consequences that will see you eliminated from the finals, or will see you walking into the big dance with polished shoes and wearing your finest outfit? Well, if it's all getting too much and you find your fantasy soul is clogged with the worry of late outs and tough opposition, unclog your fantasy soul with the latest in fantasy technology. The new and improved high yield soul cleanser. Now with King's foil and a dash of Groot. Here's what fantasy coaches have had to say. I was worried about laid outs and couldn't sleep. I tried some soul cleanser and slept soundly in the veggie patch and missed the whole weekend. But yeah. Soul cleanser is fantastic. I couldn't decide between bringing in Kelly or Grundy this last week. I used some soul cleanser and then felt so at peace I just double downgraded and went skipping naked through the forests and now I'm much better positioned for the preliminary finals. Thank you, Soul Cleanser. There you have it, Soul Cleanser works. And for a one-time special deal, if you order now, we will throw in a free dagger set for stabbing the team in the back that deserves a grand final spot more than you. Get your Soul Cleanser now. Sold at all good fantasy footy stores. Beware of cheap imitations. So, Nick, do you vouch for this stuff? Do you use it? Hell no. I wouldn't touch it myself, to be honest, Chris. Except they're our sponsor. I'm a bit worried that we're turning into one of those morning television shows that has the ad for the special vacuum cleaner that picks up the bowling ball and then we go back to the serious topics. Yeah, well, we don't have a lot of coins, so... Gotta pay the bills. (laughs) Take what we can get. But anyway... What are you tossing up between doing, Nick, with your team? Is there anything that you need to do? Yeah, there's always things to do considering we've got those two trades a week. So, yeah, I'll I'll be doing exactly what I told everyone I was going to be doing last week. (laughs) So, last week I said I was going to be trading Parker out for McRae and that's what I'm going to be doing this week. Hang on. So, what did you do last week? Did you lie? I didn't lie. I came across more data and as a man of numbers, I feel compelled to change my opinion whenever the data comes in. We're not politicians who just have to pretend like we defend the positions we used to hold. If new information comes in, I will change my opinion. And let me tell you the information that came in, Chris. It's a good argument, Nick, but I've made this argument to you every time you've accused me of lying and you just won't stand for it. You've done a horrible job of defending yourself. That's absolutely true. Okay, it's true. You're doing much better. (laughs) Keep going. So the data that you had? Yeah, well, so I'd heard that McInerney was spending more time in the ruck, and we all know from previous years that 
when that happened with Archie Smith in previous years that it affected Steph Martin's scoring. And so given mm-hmm. that Steph had had a couple of bad weeks, like I don't watch the game, so I don't have any idea about that sort of thing. But um, so yeah, Steph Martin's scoring had been down the last couple of weeks. So I just went, I just put that off to whatever, you know, everyone has a bad couple of weeks every now and then. You don't go trading players out because of two bad weeks. But then when I heard that and I went and looked at McInerney's hit out totals and it had gone up in the last couple of weeks, I thought, oh, and you know, you'd planted those seeds in my head that you don't want to be stuck with Steph Martin when Grundy scores you know 80 points more or something so I was like oh alright I better do it yeah but I really wish I hadn't have because what Grundy scored like 5 points more than Steph Martin this weekend or something like that you'll still sleep better knowing that he's there come this week yeah well I was always planning on doing it this week anyway so yeah Luke Parker out Jack McCrane I'm looking also at Zorko I could be swayed to trading Zorko in instead of McCrae because Zorko is playing Gold Coast and my goodness could Zorko go crazy against Gold Coast and they don't really tag. So he could be 160 this weekend. That's the sort of player Zorko is. I know he only scored 58 or whatever this weekend, but he could easily yeah. get 158 next weekend against Gold Coast. I think I'm going McRae, though, just because he's a bit safer. Yeah, well, I'm looking at McRae because uh, I'm looking at my opposition and the biggest threats that they have that I don't have, and, and those two players are McRae and Danger. And so Danger, he's going to be up against Fremantle down at the Cattery. McRae is going to be uh, under the roof playing playing against Carlton. <laughs> so both of them could go very big. So who do I choose? I'm, I'm probably going McRae. Again, McRae is safer, isn't he? But my question is not so much who, am I, who I'm getting in, but who I'm putting out to get McRae. Oh, yeah. Who do I get rid of? Yeah. Well, who are you looking at? Well, if it's a if it's a midfielder, because uh, I don't have, you know, any links between my mids and my forwards to play with. So it, it would have to be Dusty or Gibbs or Neil. They're my worst three midfielders. Who's your worst forwards? Well, McLean made a bit of a bounce back today, which was good. Buddy, uh, he's got a ton again, so I might as well hang on to him. He could be a good X Factor going into a preliminary. He's up against GWS, though. So Rocky to Danger, maybe? Rocky, yeah. Rocky to Danger could be an option. Rocky, yeah, that's one that you're definitely making me think about now. So so that's what I'm looking at. Like, I would love to be able to, if I had the money, because it's not a huge amount of money, to turn one into McRae and another one into Danger but I can only do one. But if I had have had a bit of forethought, had a bit of money in the bank, I could do both, but no. Can't do it. No, I've done everything I could just to get to here, so. But anything can happen now. We're in coin flip territory. But uh, yeah, that's what that's what I'm doing a lot, is looking at who teams have got. It just happens to be that, you know, the dogs have got an easy game. The, yeah, you're right, the Lions do. And the Cats and the Hawks, for that matter. So when it comes to captains, like even if you're behind, can you captain anyone other than Titch? You know, Tom Mitchell's going up against the Saints under the roof. That should be a pretty safe bet for a good score. I mean, Steele might try and run with him because that's the other option. To try and make up a little bit of ground if you feel a bit behind as to who who you get a captain. Yeah, have a look at your projected score. If you're down by 150, that's when you start looking at that. But projected scores are just, you know, they're projected. No one can predict the future. No one can predict Gary Ablett scoring 60 one week and then 150 the next week. My other problem is if Kelly doesn't get named, guess they have to arrest him, then he becomes McRae. And you wouldn't have enough money to do another upgrade somewhere else if that's what you had to do? I could do a tiny mini upgrade somewhere, but you know, the lowest score in my defense this week was Laird, 99. The lowest score in my forward line this week was Rocky, 85. Yeah, so they're all playing pretty good. Yeah, you got a solid team, Chris. It's just, yeah, the team I'm going up against has been unbeatable (laughs) most of the 
season. Yeah, but they've got Lockie Weller now. Don't forget that. I know. Is Andy going to fix Lockie or is Andy going to have to fix Kelly? Because he's got Kelly too, because he got Kelly to try and cancel out the threat of my Kelly. Is he going to go against his no cats rule and is he going to bring in Gary Ablett, who's, I think, the biggest threat that I've got that he doesn't have? Yeah, go Gary. Hang on. He's got danger. He's got danger. He said he doesn't have any cats in his team. Did he lie to me? Yeah. He lies. You lie. Everyone lies, Nick. I think we need to come to terms with it. How am I going to psych him out? You reckon I could psych him out? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, what would I say? Well, I'd start by making fun of the trades he's made in the last few weeks. Since his team became complete, he's had brain snap after brain snap. (laughs) I'm bringing in this player. Oh, gets injured. I'm bringing this player. Oh, it's Lockie Weller. What? Yeah, sometimes too many trades is not helpful. Yeah, that's right. He was unhappy that he saw Billings and Langdon or whatever ton up that he used to have yeah, that yeah. he got rid of for these other guys. Yep. Billings would be nice having your forward line now. Told you. I wanted him back, but I just couldn't find the right time to do it. Other priorities. All right. So who have you managed to carry throughout the whole season? Oh, that I've had from the start. Yeah. You said this was one thing you wanted to talk about. Yeah, I thought it's interesting to have a look back at your round one team and work out, you know, which are the players that have held all the way through. Because I think when you're, it's especially helpful when you're starting to build your team next year. Because like, yeah, we've got unlimited trades, but you still want to use them as effectively as possible. Yeah. And so you don't want to be wasting trades when you don't need to. So players that are solid the whole season that you don't have to worry about, they're worth their weight in gold. Like I did that with my rucks this year. I didn't want to be trading in and out. You started with Nick and he was really good. Reasonable. He went up and up and up in price, little bit by little bit for a long time. That's all right. That's all you need. But he was also scoring decent scores at the same time. Like he wasn't scoring your 50s every week. He was scoring your 70s. He was serviceable. Yeah. So from my round one team, I have one, two, three, four, five, six players still in my team. That's not including Parker, who I'm trading out this week, but six in my team from the start. So Laird, Mitchell, Cornelio, Gorn, Smith, and Heaney. So six. What about you? How many have you kept the whole way through? Eight. Oh, wow. Eight. Although I have t- I have 10 in my team that I actually started with. So Kelly had to go out at one point, but came back in. Oh, okay. Yep. So I started with him. Buddy I started with. He went out at one point and he's come back in. Yep. So I've got 10 that I started with. So defense was Laird. He's the only one in defense. I did. I remember saying that I thought a lot of money could be made in defense. So I pushed through a whole lot of rookies through that defensive line and they worked great great this year you know the, yep. the Murrays the Finlaysons the Dudays they're all yeah they're all really helpful uh in the midfield I started with Mitchell Kelly Zach Merritt I kept him all season even through that really oh, dark, did you? Wow. dark dark period that oh, was haunting my soul that that whole period where he lost like 250k or whatever and ah he hasn't left my side Lockie Neal, I also started with him. Still there. Yeah, okay. In my rucks, I started with Gorn and Cameron. He's been reliable. (laughs) Cameron doesn't count. Oh, okay. Uh, and in my forward line, I had Buddy, Heaney, and Smith. How good was it going with Smith from the start? Yeah, he's been awesome. I was just hoping he'd average like 85 or something. Yeah. 105. <laughs> Thank you very much. Who do you wish you'd started with? Grundy. Like I, I can think of, yeah, Grundy. I can think of, you know, Cripps, who I've got now. Uh, McRae, he had a great season, so I would have liked to have had him from the start. Yo. Yeah, Cornelia is one I would have liked to have had from the start, so I wouldn't ha- have this hate against him right now mm. because I've never had him and everyone else did. 
Beams would have been nice. I guess we were rightly concerned about his injury history, but he he's had an awesome season. Would have been good to start with him for sure. But uh, there's been a whole bunch though. A bunch. Do we have any questions? Well, Aaron Dunn asked, do I keep Alex Johnson for next week? Now, I presume Alex Johnson would be on his bench shortly. Sorry, that you didn't catch up with the news. So Alex Johnson, yeah. Sydney player, yeah, uh, has had five knee reconstructions. Oh. Right? He played his first game last week in I don't know how many years. Like he's been on the Swans list for like three, four, five years or whatever, going through these knee reconstructions. Yep. He was a great player in their, um, I think it was in their 2012 grand final or whatever. So, it, so he came back last week and it was lovely to see. Everyone was wrapped. They won a really close game he was ecstatic scored 89 points yeah this week in the first quarter he did his acl again poor bloke yeah it puts fantasy in a bit of perspective doesn't it if we whinge and complain about oh no my team yeah like this guy he's been living the past five or six years to try and get back to this point and he's gone again must take such commitment to be able to get through all of that to be able to come back to play like after your second one surely it's just like how do you keep coming back yeah that's gutsy yeah oh yeah it's tough and you know we've seen other players come back from numerous acls like you know clay smith for the doggies and came back great success won the grand final you know uh he's just retired now but oh man to go for your sixth one i hope he's gonna stick around and tough it out again but it'd be you'd understand it if he calls it a day who asked that question that's aaron he was obviously exposing my lack of afl knowledge you don't watch the games no i don't watch them at all it's all about the numbers who played in the grand final last Last year? Richmond and Adelaide. No, I didn't watch it. Didn't watch it. Adelaide, who have just missed the eight now, they're gone. Yeah. No, but you don't. It's, it's, I mean, here you are on a fantasy football podcast. You're wearing a Canterbury Bulldogs Go the Bulldogs. Scarf. I'm excited because me and Andy, we're both true doggy supporters, the Western Bulldogs. Me and Andy, we're in one preliminary final. You're against David, who I think. He's a demons man, yeah. Yeah. So there's one doggy supporter is going to get through to play off in that grand final. And it's either a demon fan or you who really supports no one but yourself. So, <laughs> Yes, that's right. Or the numbers. Just worship the numbers. Moneyball. I'm Brad Pitt. Um, who's our priest of the week? Oh, uh, I like Harrison. Can we give it to Harry? Yeah, let's give it to Harrison. He probably doesn't like being called Harry. Nah. So yeah, sorry, Harrison. Yeah. I just like giving nicknames to people. Yeah, well, I mean, that's what we do. Nicknames is a thing that footy players do. So, Harrison, you're our priest of the week. Thank you. Um, enjoy the roads. And, oh, man, preliminary finals, Nick. Preliminary finals. We're both in it, Chris. One more week and then we meet in the grand final. Yeah. Get out of the way, David and Andy. It has to happen that way, right? They have to get out of the way. Has to. I mean, we've, we've been doing this podcast. I mean, it has to finish off on that higher note, right? Yeah. It can't just fizzle out. No. It's got to come down to you and I in the grand final. So, Andy, David, make it right. <laughs> do what you have to do to make it right. Well, Andy's doing his best. Yeah. Keep those trades flowing, Andy. <laughs> <sighs> it's destiny. It's going to happen. Yep. And uh, a bit of positive thinking goes a long way too, Chris. Yeah. If you focus on the goal, that'll take you there. Yep. So you, you focus on the goal, not the behind post, not the out of bounds. Focus on the goal and this is sort of like a, you, you imagine the ball going through the goals. That's right. Close your eyes. Oh, close my eyes. I, I don't know. Yeah. That's a smart move if you're kicking for goal. Oh, absolutely. You think, okay, close your eyes. All right, we'll close your eyes. No, but you're going a step too early then. I'm saying close your eyes, visualise it, visualise right. the ball oh, right. going through. Yeah. Then you open your eyes to kick it, Chris. Oh, okay. But 
you've got to visualise it first. And that's what we're going to do right now, Chris. We're going to visualise you and I in the finals next week. Anyone else listening out there that's in a preliminary? Yeah, visualise it. You're visualising your team scoring 2,600 points, wiping the floor with your opposition. And as you're visualising it, take a deep breath and you meditate. We're still doing this meditation thing, aren't we? We haven't overdone it. No such thing. I can see myself with the glitter falling around me as the grand final. Glitter? Yeah, that happens. Isn't it confetti? It's sparkly. I wouldn't want glitter. Glitter gets everywhere. It's horrible stuff. (laughs) Worth it. It's worth it. You wouldn't know, Chris. (laughs) No, you've won the grand final. Yeah, I've stood on the sidelines going, yeah, well done. That's right. Pretending you're happy for the opposition. And you've given me the speech of, you know, we'd like to thank our, our opposition. Yeah, there is unfinished business between you and I, Nick. There is. See you in the grand final. And we'll catch you next week. Thanks for joining the Realm of Fantasy Gods. And we'll go back to visualising it. Um. Peace.